0: to a special episode here bonus edition campus life I am Austin there is no Colin here I've put out an APB I haven't seen Colin in days I haven't heard from Colin in days but the show must go on uh, I'm sure that he is okay he's he's a tough little guy there um but yeah I, I we're skipping Canton bound this week guys um I just I, I can't bring bring myself to do it without uh without my co-host so I wanted to do... Similar to the last time I, I did one of these shows without Colin over the summer, to give you guys just a little peek into some of the strategy involved in drafting here. Infamously, I did the Zero QP podcast, um, and that kind of uh, became a huge mantra for me this past season. Uh, we have started doing mocks already for the off season for campusdecanton.com Here, guys, we we've, we've got campus startup mocks flying. So if you want to get in one. Uh, feel free to, if you're a member of the site, let us know in the Discord or, or DM us on Twitter at Campus to Canton. Uh, DM me at Debbie Deets or uh, PJ, uh, who who everybody knows and loves, runs our campus mocks for us at Master PJ, I believe is his name on there. Um, and just let us know you want to get in one. Uh, uh, Twenty rounds, super uh, two two quarterbacks, tight end, premium. Um, we have a really cool spreadsheet that a deco you would made for us. Um, so I, I wanted to give you a peek just into the very, very early results. We have basically 60 picks done and three separate mocks that are rolling here. So I just want to kind of take a look at some early trends that look to be happening. Will they continue? And will this be another zero quarterback offseason? It could be. It could be. I'll, I will break that down uh, for you guys here in just one moment. But before I do that, guys, follow all of those accounts I just mentioned on Twitter, Campus to Canton, uh, myself, Colin, obviously not here. Uh, but he is at c 2 Decker. Follow all of the friendly, friendly folks over at campusdecanton.com. There are getting to be so many that I cannot name them all here. Uh, but go check all of that out. And, guys, This podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group, along with a ton of other great podcasts, including the True North Fantasy Podcast, the Play to Win Podcast, Dynasty Happy Hour, the Injury Prone Podcast with Dr. Edwin Porras, Dynasty Vipers, The Smoke Show, Triple Play Fantasy, and the Fantasy Points Podcast itself. You can follow all of these podcasts on one place on Twitter at fantasy points live or you can check out the friday drop that recaps the week in the fantasy points media group all right guys like i said i'm gonna hop right into this here if you're looking for nfl content or news this week feel free to check out the fantasy football roundtable one of the podcasts on our podcast network uh they have you covered over there matt fox matt bruning uh uh uh, dennis uh, as well all of those guys so I'm just I have the the information here in front of me guys like I said we have we have a total basically of 180 picks made between these three these three drafts that are ongoing Um, but I think there there are some key notes already that I have uh, just kind of scribbled down here Um, so let's let's start with number one I suppose that's as good of a place to start as any the top picks are basically exactly what you would expect them to be. There really have not been any surprises, guys. I think if I if I told you to guess the top five players in ADP, you'd be able to nail it. Here, I'll be quiet here for 10 seconds. You name you name who you think they are, and then I'll confirm it. I couldn't actually make it 10 seconds. I was like three seconds. Uh terrible radio if I were to do that. But okay, guys, in order. Bijan John Robinson, running back, Texas. Travion Henderson, running back, Ohio State. Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Jameer Gibbs, running back, unknown, as we talked about on the actual episode of Campus Life this week. He is in the transfer portal. And then Kayshawn Boutet, wide receiver at LSU, number five. Those have, they've all gone top five in every single one of our drafts, basically. Uh, Jameer Gibbs went seventh in one of them for some unknown reason um but but there is kind of your tier break guys that those those top 5 and it's been either Bijan or Travion uh 1 2 in every single one of them. So you guys listen to me last off season, you heard me talk about bright area uh, Bijan Robinson, the obvious 101 and then Travion has obviously staked his claim as well. Uh those guys sitting there at the top. Um not not much else to say, I mean, there is a quarterback in there Bryce Young. I don't I hate if you take Bryce Young this off season. It feels a little bit like taking Sam Howell last off season, a guy that we've gotten a, at least a season to kind of watch what they do. I'm not sure I I don't want to say that there's no ceiling there. I just I'm not sure what Bryce Young's ceiling is, so I'm not sure if if I have the 3rd pick, I would probably take Jameer Gibbs over him personally who is going after um but certainly I feel better about Bryce Young than I felt about a lot of the quarterbacks last offseason, which, again, was the whole crux of the zero QB play. So that that is our top five, guys. And I'll just give you the rest of, of the first round, you know, on average ADP, uh, just so you can kind of see what that shakes out uh, like as well. And again, with only three drafts, you know, this isn't a ton of information, but I just think it is, noteworthy. It's, it's the place where we're going to kind of build the foundation of the ADP for this offseason. So uh, beyond those top five, Bijan, Travion, Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, Keishan Boutte. Number six, Caleb Williams. That could be very risky. We have no idea if he's going to be at Oklahoma. We, is he going to follow Lincoln Riley to uh, USC? If, if he does not, who's his coach? Where does he end up? What are the weapons there that he has? Because all of his guys are in the portal. A lot of question marks there. I don't necessarily love that pick right now. Tank Bigsby at number uh, seven, uh, running back from Auburn. I guess people expecting him to bounce back this year. CJ Stroud after him, uh, eighth overall there. Uh, another guy that that statistically had a very strong season. You'd probably expect him to put up similar numbers for Ohio State next offseason, but again, not without... Uh, potentially some issues losing two of his top three wide receivers there, and obviously having some other quarterback competition uh, there at Ohio State behind him. Jackson Smith and Jigba, number nine, he comes in as the wide receiver two. I think this is the perfect spot for him. I'd even maybe bump him up a spot or two, but I think you know Jackson Smith and Jigba should be the consensus wide receiver two, and I think he's already there and is going to hang out there. Quinn Ewers, number ten. I don't have a great read on Quinn Ura situation yet, but again, this is just extremely risky, just like Caleb Williams was. I I don't think that I could stomach taking him this early, even though I think that he's just uber talented. Um, I would want to wait to draft hopefully this offseason until after spring season to hopefully see, you know, if he enters the portal and and maybe where where he's leaning. I know a lot of people want to go see him uh go back to home near Texas there uh, and link up with Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, but again, you know, that has to happen uh, before I would probably consider taking him in that spot. Zach Evans, the running back, again, unknown in the portal, uh, formerly of TCU. He is uh, uh 11th overall there. And I think, again, this is probably a very fair spot for him. I would take him over Tank Bigsby, but. not going to argue too hard with somebody that has them flipped. And the number 12, the last pick uh, by current ADP in the first round is Xavier Worthy, uh, considered right now the top wide receiver in that 2024 freshman class and had the very nice year there for Texas, um, potentially linking up with Quinn Ewers. So that is the top 12, guys. I think that's a fairly predictable top 12. I I might do some things differently personally if I had all 12 of those picks, but um, no – complete head scratchers there um so i guess this this is the perfect segue into just me making this statement i think zero qb is back on the table guys i think it's back again this offseason now the 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 quarterback shopping as of now is not as aggressive as it was last year remember we had of the top six in our adp four of them were always quarterbacks sam Howell. um Spencer Rattler, DJ Galele, and Bryce Young, you were probably pretty happy with two of those guys. You were probably very disappointed with two others. I think you know which two were good and which two maybe not so much. It feels like that kind of year, even if people aren't being as aggressive with the quarterbacks early on here in the drafts, I mean, this feels like a bit of a dead zone here. uh, We talked, you know, there there are issues with Caleb Williams, perhaps. There are issues uh, with Quinn Ewers. And then just to name... Uh, uh, the quarterbacks that come directly after them. Jackson Dart. And I actually do like Jackson Dart. But again, a lot of uncertainty there. Lincoln Riley, head coach. Does he bring Caleb Williams with him? Does he, did he go get somebody else? Uh, Keaton Slovis is technically still alive and is technically still at, at, at USC. So um it, I can't see Lincoln Riley falling in love with him. Stranger things have happened. So I, I'm not sure. Jackson Dart has a current ADP of 19.67. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um Spencer Rattler is actually the next quarterback off the board here guys, and I'm actually going to have an entirely different talking point for Spencer Rattler and DJU. Um those are actually the next two quarterbacks, Spencer and DJ. Uh they're coming in average ADP 31.67 and 33. Uh, again, like I said, very very early, not a ton of data to work with here, but I'm going to go over why that is just an atrocious decision uh here in a few minutes. And after those guys, you've got Tyler Van Dyke Drew Aller, Sam Heward, Tyler Buchner, Anthony Richardson, J.J. McCarthy, Drake May, Brock Vandergriff, Jake Hayner, Ty Thompson, Kate Klubnick, and Kyle McCord. That is that are those are all the quarterbacks that have been taken in these drafts. Uh, most of them have been taken more than once. Um, I, I I have another again talking point about some of these quarterbacks, so I'm, I'm going to hold off on on them for a second, but. If you kind of threw up a little bit in your mouth as I was talking about some of those names, going through some of them, and what the, the kind of capital, top 60, 65 picks you're going to have to spend on them, um, I also threw up in my mouth. So I think you're seeing what I'm getting at here. This is another enormous quarterback dead zone, much like we had last year. I mean, you you, you had some, some major wins in there. If you took a, a Matt Corral, for instance, you were probably really happy uh, with getting him in that range and CJ Stroud as well. In that range last year, though, guys, you also uh, could have ended up with Keaton Slovis, Jaden Daniels, JT Daniels, Desmond Ritter, uh, a lot of those freshman quarterbacks that really ended up not doing very much. Haynes King uh, uh, went in that range a lot. Uh, Hudson Card, depending on which draft you were in. So I think you should just be getting flashbacks to that, uh, thinking, you know, ooh, th- th- this is not good. Um, and and so I'm going to probably recommend again. And after a few months, I can really break all this down. Zero quarterback is probably going to be the way to go again. Uh, and everyone really liked the show I did last year. So I'll probably, uh, do another one and another article series this year, just kind of detailing, um, why you should go that way. Um, the third major talking point here, guys, we have not reacted negatively enough to the guys that just absolutely disappointed us last season. I know there's always a tendency to think, well, it was just a down year. I'll still spend the early capital on this guy. What could go wrong? More often than not, guys, that does not go well. I've, I've been, you know, I went from zero QB and a lot a lot lately, if you follow me on Twitter, I've been talking about these, these year one zero wide receivers, guys that do literally, and I mean that in the literal sense, literally nothing as true freshmen, um, these guys tend to never really bounce back and certainly not in year two. They are bad, bad investments. Um, likewise, although I haven't put out a piece on this yet, I probably uh, will look to. If you haven't done anything at any position year one or year two, it's time to sound the alarm. And I'm just going to go through some of the names here, guys, and I think they are they are just going way too high. And I, I'm, I'm hopeful that the market will correct itself if it doesn't. I hope that you who are listening to this and hopefully do some of these mocks, do some of your own drafts this off season uh, can, can at least correct it for yourself. So just here are some names that i picked out um, that I, that just disappointed majorly this, this past season and are just going extremely high this year. Rakeem Jarrett going to be a third year wide receiver at Maryland. He is draft eligible in 2023 a name that we all loved. He was a five-star recruit coming out, was supposed to go to LSU on signing day, spurned them, said, I'm staying home. I'm going to Maryland. We said, that's great. That means he's going to play right away. He's going to get that early breakout. He's going to be the man there. He's going to learn how to be an alpha. And it looked like against Penn State as a true freshman, that was probably going to come true, where he scored three long touchdowns on the exact same play uh, because Penn State just could not, I could not stop him. Uh, it was just like a, a little in breaking slant that he would just take to the house. Um, but he was really disappointing this year, guys. Uh, Dante Demas took the job to start like took the alpha role, and that was okay because they were both still kind of producing in tandem. Uh, but then Demas went down, and in 12 games this season, guys, uh, rakeem Jarrett finished with the stat line 56 catches, 769 yards. And five touchdowns. He really never took over an offense where he had every chance to be the guy. A, a offense that, in theory, should have been a fairly pass-heavy offense uh, with with Talia Tagovailoa, with underwhelming running backs, and they did pass the ball almost forty times a game this year. Um, so I, I don't I don't feel remiss saying that that he that that he should have had a, a big piece of that pie, and he really didn't. I mean. He had 56 catches there. There are people that I've never heard of that had, you know, 49, 24 uh, catch, 32 catches on this team. He he did not really outpace the rest of the field there. I think that's a huge red flag for him. He's a guy that's going right now, current uh, ADP uh, of 26. He's gone 31st overall, 26th overall, and 21st overall in our three drafts. I just think that's um, really, really high for him. I think like a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick I'm more comfortable with. A late second, early third is just much too rich for me. So don't uh, – Rakeem Jared is, is a big avoid there at, at his current spot. Um, a couple others here. Marshawn Lloyd, guys. The Marshawn Lloyd experiment, I don't want to call it dead because – South Carolina likes to run the ball a pretty decent amount, and something could happen there where Kevin Harris is no longer there. Uh, Zaquandre Wright is technically like a fourth-year guy, so he, he could be gone. I mean, But there's so many bodies there right now, and Marshawn Lloyd was just extremely, extremely disappointing this year. Now, granted, it was his first year back uh, from suffering that torn ACL as a true freshman there. Um, but, I mean, 11 games, 64 carries, 233 yards, 3.6 average there. Uh, For those doing the math at home, one touchdown and then three catches for 44 yards. He 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 was outpaced by every other running back there. I know we talked a little bit this offseason about there was no reason to rush him back uh, because they had uh, the aforementioned Kevin Harris and Jaquandre Wright. And then we talked a little bit about Juju McDowell at times this summer. But all 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 of those guys outplayed him this season. Both just eye test and statistically. Does he come back stronger next year? Maybe. Am I spending the 28th overall pick to find out? I am not. So it, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Marshawn Lloyd there, a, a name that I think uh, we just need to finally admit that it is over. Julian Fleming, guys. Um, and I'm surprised that that DeMond DeMoss has not been taking any of these drafts yet. But Julian Fleming has gone twice in the 50s both times. Don't uh, the dream is dead, guys. The dream is dead with Julian Fleming. He was a year one zero, um, along with Damon DeMoss, guys that that literally uh had fewer than five catches, didn't score a single touchdown, and did not have over 100 yards receiving as a true freshman. Followed that up this season, uh, even more disappointing. Granted, he did have a shoulder injury, uh, supposedly lingering around for most of this year. Uh, but but this year, seven catches, 51 yards, one touchdown just completely been lapped by everybody there. I mean, he was also outproduced um, by uh, this this season, Emeka Ibuka, true freshman there, uh, had more catches and more yards than he did. Marvin Harrison Jr., true freshman, had more yards than he did. Um, I don't really know what else to say. He, he's athletic. He's big. I get all of that stuff. Uh, maybe if he transfers, I'll feel, feel better about him but still not 56th overall in the draft's Good. Um, save yourself some heartache there. You're much better off. If you want to, if you want to um, uh, gamble a little bit with some picks in that range, I would just go after some CFF guys. Really? I know it's a little early, but Julian Fleming is never going to be startable for you. You could take, you know, Rasheed Rice or something in that range. And even though I think that would be an enormous reach, he's at least going to be startable on probably a weekly basis. So so Julian Fleming, guys, a, another one of these that just, we, we have not reacted strongly enough to him telling us that he's not very good at football. Um, I think those are the big names. The other ones, I, I, and it's a separate talking point, so I guess I can get into this now. DJU and Spencer Rattler. We did not react negatively enough uh, to to their very underwhelming seasons in 2021. DJU, uh, an ADP of 33 overall right now, 26, 28, and 45 have been his draft position. Spencer Rattler, likewise, 30, 31, 32 overall his ADP. He's gone 25th, 51st, and 19th. If you guys can find me a quarterback in the past decade Maybe I'll even give you 15 years. If you can go back 15 years, find a quarterback that had a lot of value. A lot of value. They couldn't have started from zero. They had to have started very highly rated by, by the public, by everybody. Completely bombed, not due to injury. And then have rebounded their draft stock and gone top 10 overall. Please send me a name. as far, I cannot think of anybody off the top of my head. Um, there are certainly guys that... um you know maybe had disappointing seasons here or there, and then rebounded Joe Burrow comes to mind, but he was never, um, super highly rated to begin with. Zach Wilson obviously had a very poor year, too, but again, was never very highly rated to begin with. Um, it, it's, it's Dwayne Haskins uh, came out of nowhere. I mean, there's lots of guys that came out of nowhere, but nobody that that had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, and they went right back up to that top spot again. So, I think we really need to consider that when we're thinking about DJU and Spencer Rattler, um, this year. DJU might not even start at Clemson, guys. I know this is, I don't think this is even a hot take. They have a five-star coming in, Kate Clubnick, one of the top quarterbacks in the class. I'm not a huge fan, but a lot of people really, really are. DJ was benched multiple times this year, guys, and the backup, their backup was awful. The coaching staff knew the backup was awful, and they still benched DJU multiple times this year and put this kid in because DJU was just bad. Uh, They have a legitimate option to go to this year. The, that coaching staff. I think he's on a short leash, um, as again has been proven this year. So, uh, a DJU at 33, if you just want to play this on hard mode and not have a third round pick, then be my guest and take DJU there. But, guys, the odds of him rebounding are so, so small. So small. And just to talk about some of the other guys that go in that range Donovan Edwards, LJ Johnson. Some of these freshmen, Nicholas Singleton, um, Blake Corum, Jermaine Burton, Marvin Mims, Alton McCaskill. These are all players that I would much rather have. I'll, I'll take a, a shot on a quarterback like Drew Waller, my top quarterback in the 2022 freshman class going to Penn State, because I don't know if he's bad yet. And I'm pretty sure DJU is bad at football. I mean, just I, I just don't know that he has the makeup uh, to make it to the NFL. Similarly with Spencer Rattler, we don't even know where this dude's going to be playing next year, guys. And we're taking him in the third round, the second round. It sounds like old Miss isn't. It? Everyone wants him to go to Ole Miss. I think we can cross it off the list, guys. If Lebby, their offensive coordinator, stays there, we're going to have uh um, Dylan Gabriel show there. Uh, shout out to Nate Marquise, uh, who, who spoke with me a little bit the other day, and DMs about that. We can probably rule out Arizona State. They Jaden Daniels just put out this video along with Arizona State saying that he's returning for another year. That's close to Spencer Rattler. So, I mean, we're running out of places to spend, send Spencer Rattler that sound nice. We are down to not not very many landing spots that are good news for Spencer Rattler. So, uh, again, an early pick on him. Guys, We just fa- if these guys are there in the 10th, 12th round, that's when you start saying, well, now I kind of have to pull the trigger. You should not be pulling it this early in drafts. So, I, I expect that maybe to change a little bit, especially once we start getting some more buzz, like just names that will naturally jump them. Um, but don't even wait for that to happen, guys. Just pick somebody else that you like and go that particular direction. Another quarterback trend that I'm noticing here, and I, I kind of spoke and I, I listed off some of these names uh, earlier in terms of uh, quarterbacks that are just, we're all speculating on. We are guessing way too much on quarterbacks that did nothing as true freshmen this year, and we're not sure if they're actually going to win the job. And on that list includes Sam Heward, quarterback at Washington. He only started one game. He was terrible. I'll discount that. I don't even care if a guy was terrible in one game as a true freshman quarterback. But they just fired their coach. They just brought in uh, Kalen DeBoer, former head coach at Fresno. And guess who just entered the portal? His quarterback at Fresno State, Jake Hainer. Guys, I hate to break it to you. Jake Hainer is following DeBoer to Washington. If you have not put those two, that two and that two together yet and gotten four, he is going to follow him to Washington. And that means that Sam Heward is not now going to start for two straight years of college at that point. You know, I, again, will choose a quarterback that I don't know if he's Good or bad or not, but I think he's good. And that you know, the situation probably allows for him to play within two years. Or oh, my my Drew Allers, my, you know, my 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 Nick Evers, my my kid my Kate Klubniks. I mean, I'd rather take some of these guys and then spend a speculative pick on some of these guys. So just here are some of the other names in that category that I think we need to be very cautious about uh this offseason to varying degrees. Brock Vandergriff. Um Brock Vandergriff guys is never going to start at Georgia. I feel so confidently in that that particular uh, statement. Brock Vandergriff will never start at Georgia. JT Daniels is coming back. Stetson Bennett is coming back. They bring in Gunnar Stockton this year, who is five times a quarterback prospect coming out of high school than, than Brock Vandergriff ever was. Brock Vandergriff could transfer somewhere else, but he's not starting there at Georgia. The dream is dead if you're taking him before round 20, you're doing it completely wrong. You're just hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging value early in drafts when that is just completely unnecessary. Uh, Ty Thompson at Oregon could start. We, we don't know if he will be the starter there or not. I believe Anthony Brown is finally out of uh, eligibility there in college, although I don't know that's a certainty. The COVID year has, has messed everything up there a little bit. But I don't think Ty Thompson is a lock to be the starter there next year guys they're bringing in a new offensive coordinator what will he want to run i don't really know joe moorhead's leaving for akron um so so while he's probably the the most heralded guy there i i don't know if he's the starter i don't know if it's one of the other guys that's there i don't know if they bring somebody in the portal the portal is loaded up right now guys uh, with all sorts of different types and, and and experience levels of quarterback so i ty thompson's another one that 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 might not take that job and drake may drake may quarterback unc i don't think he's a lock to take that job either i know uh I, i've gone back and forth on this a little bit with one of my colleagues here at, at campusdecanton.com, chris moxley uh who who is a big drake may fan i don't dislike drake may i just think it's very telling that he was not the first guy off the bench this year they have another decently rated kick coming in and again the portal is a call-in i i think it's it's and not a certainty that Drake may take that job there was a reason why i was taking jackson dart over all of those guys last off season because i thought you could project him into that starting job at usc much easier than any of these guys in this off season it just is going to show us exactly why 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 that is so I, I all of those guys are are big question marks for me i would not take any of them in this range these are the kind of guys you take after round 10 12 14. Um, when you've kind of already got a bunch of producers and and sure things on your roster. And they are out there, guys. You just got to look for them a little bit. And we'll be doing some some discussion of a bunch of these different guys. The last talking point I have here, guys, and I'm going to get you out of here, it's going to be a shorter episode. Freshmen are no longer values. If you, and I'm not saying to avoid them, but I'm saying if you've got a freshman that you like that is a highly rated kid. I'm not saying go pick some random three-star in the fourth round, but there's a highly rated kid going to a big school that you like. You can no longer have the luxury of waiting till the fifth, eighth, tenth round beyond that uh, to to grab that kid. And and these drafts, if there are any indication, uh, are already kind of bearing that out. Um, Just looking at some of the ADP here, guys, players that are true freshmen – that are already going in the top 60. And I don't anticipate them sliding out of it. I think they're already, since they're already here, they're going to be here to stay. Jadon Blue, running back, going to Texas. I have no problem with it. I, I, I love Jadon Blue. Branson Robinson, running back, going to Georgia. Um, Nicholas Singleton, running back, going to Penn State. Um, those are kind of the three that are, that are up there altogether. Drew Aller, quarterback, going to Penn State. Penn State weirdly guys is a heck of a recruiting class this year if you've not gone and just seen uh, some of the guys they have coming in there it's it's a lot of really really strong um, athletes and and really good football players Uh, Travante citizen running back just decommitted from lsu but is a true freshman um, is is looking for a home he's going in the top here emmanuel henderson he is the rb1 overall in the composite i will do a whole piece on him at some point He is perplexing to me. The last two years, I have loved the number one RB in the composite, Bijan and Travion. Emmanuel Henderson is not even a top 20 running back in this class for me. I'm so confused as to how he's rated so high. Maybe I'm just not looking at things correctly. I don't know. I would not take him this early, but if you love him going to Bama, you think he's going to be a stud, then you have to take him here, and I won't begrudge you for doing that. I don't think it's necessarily a bad strategic move. The process isn't terrible, even if it doesn't work out for you. A um, couple other names, Relique Brown, the RB2 in the composite, another guy that I'm not super high on, uh, just followed Lincoln Riley, to USC, tiny guy. I don't think he can get the bell cow size, but if you love him, take him here. Be happy with that. There's um, one more, I believe as well. Uh, Cade Clubnick is the other one. Cade Clubnick. Um, and I've mentioned him a couple times, a quarterback down there from Texas going to Clemson could take over for DJU as soon as next year. Uh, Dabo has never been afraid to yank an experienced guy for a freshman at the freshman's a better player, especially at the quarterback position. And then actually Evan Stewart uh, has been picked once uh, 67th overall in one of these drafts. He's a true freshman kid, uh, wide receiver. I believe he's the top kid in the composite. If he's not, he's top three. He's going, he just declared he's going to Texas A&M. Um, for a variety of reasons, I think that that basically – I will have Zero Evan Stewart, Texas A&M, and Jimbo Fisher in particular has zero idea how to develop wide receivers. He's developed one in the past 10-plus years, and that was Kelvin Benjamin. Um, so not looking great there for him. Uh, but, but I mean, I, again, yeah, the, the whole point is if you have a freshman that you want – we've seen in the past couple of years, if you don't take these guys early and they produce a little bit – you you ain't never going to be able to afford them. So I don't. I will. I will not make fun of anybody who takes one of these highly highly rated kids early because it is the cheapest that they will ever be. And it while it is speculative, it's a better speculative pick than Brock Vandergriff or DJ. Like guys who we can just we can say like we, we they've done nothing and there's not a whole lot we can do there. So that's going to be the show for tonight, guys. I told you, it's going to be a short one. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. Get some early data in front of your eyeballs. The Campus to Canton um, uh, Twitter account, if you don't follow it again, at Campus to Canton, it's the number two in the middle. Uh, we'll be providing uh, regular updates just on what these boards are kind of looking like. Uh, we'll be get the ADP up on the website at the end of the month. Um, once we, you know, hopefully have five or six drafts. I think this offseason, we're going to be focusing a lot on getting you guys some freshman ADP. Since it sounds like a lot of leagues started up last off season hopefully we'll be able to beg them uh, to send us their their freshman and supplemental drafts so that we can get you guys some of that information. Um, as always guys, uh, check out all the stuff over at campusdecanton.com all of the articles, the player metrics, coaching metrics it's coaching carousel season. you can go see what Florida's new coach you know see see great passing the ball running the ball uh, you can go check all of that out again on the website. Uh, we've got the discord. Go check out in there. We're doing a bunch of giveaways uh, during the holidays here for people exclusively in our discord, a lot of signed Jersey giveaways. We've got Jerry Judy going on right now. We're about to have uh this hasn't even been announced yet. I have a, a shiny UNC signed Javante Williams Jersey sitting here in my apartment that, uh, that I'm going to be happily sending uh, to a happy, to a member of the website. So, so all of those things can only be achieved if you are in the Discord uh, there, there with campuscan.com. Check out the other podcasts on our feed, guys. Why Wait Till Sunday, uh, Fantasy Football Roundtable, Debbie Debate. But that is going to do it for this show, guys. Uh, enjoy bull season here. All the invites should come out between now and our next episode. Until then, though, guys, I am Austin. I'm sure wherever Colin is, he says... Uh, Hello as well. Uh, Enjoy the weekend.